3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday, at least for this program, Lakers-Warriors game two tonight. Lakers, right now, according to DraftKings, they are five six-point underdogs against the Golden State Warriors. This is one of those must-win-ish games for Golden State. Yes, they do have the talent to go down two games to none and come back and win, but this would be on the road that you'd have to try to come back if you lost the first two games at home. Uh, The over-under, as uh, 26 and a half right now for Anthony Davis, which is a little surprising considering the Memphis series where it was up and down the entire series. Uh, Steph Curry, 30 and a half tonight. And LeBron is uh, 25 and a half. Celtics rolled the Sixers. They tie the series at a game apiece. Joe B did come back. And Brian Scalabrini, the uh, Celtics announcer, said last hour that he understood Doc Rivers getting Joel Embiid back to play since he hadn't played in 12 days and that you need that instead of I would have had him rest, stay in Philadelphia, and then have him play. They're going to give him the trophy, the MVP trophy coming up, game three, and then let him go out and play. And I don't know how much, how healthier he can get by a couple extra days, but it could certainly help. And you know what? He had a limited uh, impact last night. And Harden is impacted when Embiid is on the floor. If Embiid is not on the floor, James Harden can be the old James Harden. He went two for 14 last night. And that kind of inconsistency, you're not going to beat Boston. Because Boston is still, at their best, better than the Philadelphia 76ers are. Jason Tatum had seven points last night. They end up blowing out the 76ers. And then Jalen Brown looked great early, ended up with 25, and now the series tied at a game of peace. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, uh, operator standing by, that's Tyler. And uh, poll question for the final hour of this program is going to be what, Cito O'Connor? You
4: know what, I'm actually just getting around to putting up the uh, Wander Franco flip move poll question, where was it too cool or too much? Okay. If you saw it on social media, I'm sure you're
3: not watching the Rays games, but on social media, it seemed to be playing, uh, playing to a big crowd here. He gets a routine ground ball, and then he tosses it up in the air, and then he throws to first to get the runner. Very showy play. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, okay, it, it works now, but when it doesn't work, it's like when the guy poses at home plate, and then you hit it off the wall, and then you get thrown out at second base. Then we have a problem there, but this was a little flavor, a little flair. Uh, okay, I'm old school. I had a problem with it. I like flair, little flavor, but okay, you don't need to do that with just a routine ground ball. Just you're playing. Okay, if if they're not 24 and six, and they're six and 24. Then we have a problem with it. Well, then it's like, oh, well, that's why they're yes. six and twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but but the fact they're twenty-four and six, that it's okay. It was yes. kind of awesome. Yes, Todd. If he drops the ball, falls
5: to the ground, guys safe, regardless of the score or whatever. Whether you're a big star or you're the twenty-fifth man on the team, does the manager pull you and embarrass you in that situation, or you have a little chat with him at the end of the inning?
3: Once again, what would you do?
5: I was asking what you thought. I, I know, would, uh, but,
3: but I know you ask these questions I, with your answer in I, I the would, question. I would
5: wait till the end of the inning and have a conversation <laughs> with him, and, and there's a good chance he wouldn't be playing the rest of the game.
3: I don't think these managers do that enough. When somebody doesn't run out of ground ball, man, I'd just say, you know what, uh, keep jogging over here and sit down next to me. Because at some point you have to, if you don't do it now, then it, you're never going to reel in some of these younger players. They don't feel like they have to run out of ground ball. And then I I talked to somebody who played for a long time in baseball, and we were talking about this. And he said, you know what? He thinks the younger player's mindset is, well, I'm going to be out. So why would I run hard? Why don't I run hard when I need to? And I go, but how many times do you see where somebody bobbles the ball or, you know, the first baseman bobbles it, or you do beat the, you know, the, uh, ball before you get to first base. He's like they don't think of that. They're like why would I run? I'm going to be out. It's a bad look. Yes, Tom.
5: And if you need attention so bad as far as flair, maybe you save that for social media or how you're dressing when you show up to the ballpark or at the press conference or whatever. There's other ways to get attention. (laughs) I know you want to get on SportsCenter and look at that.
1: You would crush him if you're an average player and dressing like James Harden. You always crush people. Well, you do. You crush Ben Simmons. Yeah, I
5: don't like that either. I'm saying (laughs) for him, if he needs the attention that bad, there's other ways to show, look at me, other than doing it on the field where you can cost your team the game or an inning or a play.
1: Yeah, Paul. He's a young player. He was a high draft pick. He's a a budding star. I think he's like 22. He's going to get more attention for this, this one play, than he would the entire season of just hitting grounders, for your know, doubles against the wall and a lot of people who have never heard of Wander Franco probably saw them in their feed right. yesterday and it's going to it's like Odell Beckham's catch it put him on the map Wander Franco making this play it's not that big but it'll put him on the map a little bit if he
3: but but OBJ wasn't showing off
1: no no it was not he calculated made a, he
3: made a catch that was that was the only way he was going to make that catch
1: back in the day Javi Baez for the Cubs 7 8 years ago would make these plays a second and had some flair some snap to it and instead of just making a play, it made him a personality and got him people outside of Chicago talking about him and watching him. I think it's nothing but good for MLB and Wander Franco.
4: Yes, yeah, yeah. There's not there's not a lot of room for personality in baseball, you know. I mean, even if you think of like like just doing that, uh, like I thought it was pretty awesome. I just like seeing how Lucy's playing, you know, because they're just so in it. But I mean, Woody. Okay, Ricky Henderson did the little snap kids, but that's really not, you know, it's not the craziest thing. And Willie
3: Mays did the basket catch. Right, right. I remember going, gosh, if he drops it, he's going to get yelled at. <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, yeah. man, they're going to yell at Willie Mays. And, and, but he'd had that basket catch. Uh, Bonds had sort of that snap when he would have a catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Henderson, when he would homer, he would do that little hop, step, skip. Yeah, yeah. Sosa then he was doing
4: it. Sammy, a couple times, thought it was out and it went off the wall. I mean, people get like, okay, you have the bat flip now. But before that, it was you took too long going around the bases. Like, ooh. I mean, there's just not a lot of room for it. So finding, I don't know. Well, well, I think of of all the sports that you have old school, baseball is the oldest school. The oldest
3: of the schools. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Marv.
6: Yeah, Brian McCann was easily my least favorite MLB player because he'd be one of those. You're supposed to act like you've been there before. They've never hit that home run off that pitcher before. Just just let them do what they want to do. And on top of that, it's working because we're talking about the Tampa Bay Rays. So it worked.
3: Brian McCann was he was a buzzkill, though. Like he wanted you to play it, you know, this is the way you play baseball, to the point where it's it was so regimented, like you you couldn't have any room for fun. Like Dennis Eckersley used to point sometimes if he struck you out. I'm sure Brian McCann had a problem with that. It just felt like if anybody showed any kind of personality, and baseball has lacked that personality. Yeah, Paulie?
1: There's a couple other stars who do plays like this. Steph Curry, over his career, has done a few threes where when the ball's at its apex, he turns towards the other bench.
3: And you guys have a problem. Todd has a, t- a problem with him chewing I on his mouth. Todd's I do. I don't Todd's need Todd's to thousand. That.
1: I, don't, I don't like to see that. One guy at a time, please. Yeah. Uh, I would say that um, Patrick Mahomes, when he does his no-look passes... I think it's more out of necessity than a showy thing. He's trying to fake the defense by doing that look away, but it is entertaining and gets a lot of notoriety. I think that's more of a necessity. Wanda Franco is just pure show.
3: Oh, yeah. you know that It is show, but Steph Curry turning his back after shooting the three?
6: That's swag. To the maximum. Okay. It works for him. I mean, for kids Nick's love it. Kids love it. Right for Nick Young, it doesn't work because the ball. <laughs> well, Nick Young's not going to make it. I know, but his it bounced and he turned around and it bounced right out. I was like, no, that's only that only works for <laughs> Steph Curry, not yeah. you.
3: Yeah, but Todd would come in and goes, oh, I hate when Steph Curry's chewing on his mouthpiece. Okay, I, I hate
4: that too, though. But I, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't care mouth I'm, things. Yeah, it yeah. makes my teeth feel weird watching him do that. Yeah. And I don't, I just, I, yeah, just put that back in your mouth, dude. It's like a child with a pacifier, you know, it, they, they need it.
3: So, Steph, that's his little nervous he tick. You called him a big baby. <laughs> no. Okay. Dan Patrick. No, big baby was big baby. Mm, Glenn. Yeah. I, I, but I, do, I don't know, did you hear from the Tampa Bay manager who said, uh, you know, hey, I
4: got a problem, I'm going to talk to him, or hey, that's who he is? Well, the dude that he did it to was like, eh, no big deal. I didn't think it was that special. Yeah.
3: If I hit it to somebody and they did that, now is he saying, you're so slow, I can toss this up in the air and throw you out. Essentially. (laughs) Right? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Yes, Tom. I
5: don't think it was meant that way. I can't get in the guy's head, but I could see where a batter would have a problem with that. Just, you know, throw the ball to first base. You know, we don't need that. I think it, you can make the argument it's just as cool to go about your business on the field or on the court and act like you've been there and just make the routine play. Nolan Ryan would strike guys out left and right, no hitters. He'd roll up his sleeve and get ready to face the next batter. There's no pointing or dancing. Did you, you know, like
3: Dennis Eckersley?
5: I didn't love that, no. Okay. I, th- I think that was, that was was. there's other ways to be excited in the moment without pointing at somebody.
3: Yeah. And then what happened when he was trying to strike out Kurt Gibson? Then Gibby got him back. It's, it's the uh, sports gods. Yes, Marv?
6: I think Fritz, he's definitely wrong here because before that, when he was making routine ground balls, we weren't talking about the Tampa Bay Rays on the Dan Patrick Show, <laughs> numbering 390 oh, radio so, stations.
3: So you're saying any publicity is good publicity if you're the Tampa Bay Rays? He didn't do anything crazy. I mean, he just bounced, it, you know, threw it up
5: to himself a little bit, took a look at it. He said, oh, Rawlings, and then threw it to first base.
3: Yeah. Yes, time.
5: If the game is so easy to you and you're so bored, or you need to entertain yourself or do or get attention or get a couple extra clicks, it's a it's a little sad. Does Steph purposely like hop on one leg when he's taking an important three because it's just too easy to shoot it the regular way? Maybe if I close one eye and just kind of bounce off my foot and and throw it up that way, hopefully it'll still go in because that would be cool because I'm bored with
3: the regular threes that I always hit. Well, remember Mark Jackson used to do the shimmy. Did you have a problem with that?
5: I didn't love that either. I don't, you know. I I understand showing a little personality, but if it's anything that's a little overdone, that could make the other team feel like you're putting in their face unnecessarily. What about
3: a no look pass?
5: Well, sometimes you're doing that too. You're doing that for a strategic reason to throw off the defender, which, which direction well, it's going?
3: Sometimes you do a no look. You don't even need to.
5: And you're kind of being a jerk. Oh, is that what you?
3: it is? <laughs> If you're doing you're, that for no reason. Then it's not. Do cool. you have any fun watching sports?
5: I do. I actually have a lot of fun okay. watching sports. But I I,
3: I, I don't know if you can. Cause. I don't.
5: I just don't like that kind of that kind of. I don't think it's necessary. And then when the ball drops, I, I would like to think that the manager had a little chat with him at the end of the inning. Like we don't need that. Just throwing.
3: Yes, Paulie.
1: Can you think of another sport that needs to embrace younger audiences and social media content more than Major League Baseball? And I know Wander Franco is not like a marketing guy, but that's what he's thinking, but it it did work last night. Yeah. And it plays to a younger audience. There'll be kids going to be trying this out on little baseball. Yeah, well, field. that's
3: not good. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want a kid in Little League who's going to be doing that Little League World Series and he's going to toss it up and then he's going to try to throw somebody out. Every single practice today. Yeah, probably. going to happen. Probably. Yeah. I I know that, you know, there's grade school kids who shoot a three and then they turn their back. They don't make it, but they turn their back. Yeah, Marv.
6: Come on. You guys are like the dads from Footloose. Let the kids dance.
3: <laughs> Let the kids dance. You're right. You're right. Yes, Todd.
5: So then Rob Manfred should come out and say, love when they do things like that. We need more flair and interest in the game. for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do wacky, weird things. Cost your do you think the out.
3: commissioner doesn't like this?
5: I'm going to say he does not like
3: it. I'm going to say he loves it.
5: Does he like it enough to admit it publicly? And if you can't admit well, it publicly, then I don't know. Well, there's a lot of things
3: that we like that we don't admit publicly. Don't I, don't, have, I don't see how
5: that's good for the game. I just, you
3: know. But I'm just saying that if the commissioner is a businessman, then he likes this. All this is is you're just getting promotion. You're getting you're getting coverage here. That that's, He's got to love that. Nobody's talking about the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and Wander Franco had the great catch in foul territory a couple of weeks ago. That was unbelievable. But that was just an unbelievable catch. This one was like, okay, do I like it? No. Do I understand it? Yes.
1: Yeah, point. Fritzi, would you prefer when major, uh, basketball players get breakaway dunks, they, they lay it in, do a, a crisp right-hander, or put on a little bit of a show like Michael Jordan rocking the cradle? Which would you prefer?
5: I'm all for in the moment excitement. Anything that's <laughs> over and beyond where it's not necessary, where it could affect the outcome of that shot or that play as great as you but, are.
3: But you don't have to do that kind of dunk, that double pump. You don't. No, you don't. But if you. Uh, did you have a problem with Michael if Jordan? Doing those dunks? If you're constantly
5: seeing on the highlights and you think you're doing that because that's part of the reason why everyone came to see you and well, all don't, of a sudden you're a showman, I don't think everyone's coming out to see the shortstop briefly bobbling the ball. Did I gotta, you have
3: a problem with Michael Jordan? I did not. With a wide-open dunk, double-clutching, tomahawk, Dominic Wilkins. Did you have a problem with that? I
4: did not. Yeah, yes, How sir. did this turn into grill fritzy about every no, possible that's thing that's happened in because
3: sports? Were you okay with that? He's, he's the most bothered by it. The sky it. is blue. Are you sure? It's kind of green. He's the most bothered by it. If Marvin was bothered by it, I'd be peppering him. Todd's the old man. You're the old man on the. There is an
5: antagonistic element about almost anything I say. Where there's always someone's going to be taking the other side, even if they don't truly believe it, just to stir it up. I've, I'm just I've accepted that it's been like that for 20 years. But let's just call it out. <laughs> no matter what I say, someone's going to be like, Really? I want to debate you with that. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln was killed. Really? Then he didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't arrange to get murdered, shot, assassinated. Maybe he wanted to be dead. It's like, come on. That's fine.
4: That's okay, fine. what about uh, JFK? Huh? Did he? Do- what about RFK? Hmm. Anything else you want to pretty say? Is Curry
5: that great? He's great. Is he that great at three-point shooter? As great as
3: you say. Anything else you want to uh, put uh, off your chest? Anything I'm else? No, I'm good now. You sure? I think. I, I'm giving you the opportunity. I don't want to grill There's you not enough on the time opportunity in the left to get into it. But I, that, I don't uh, want to grill you on the opportunity
5: to say what's on your mind. I think the shortstop should throw the ball to first base and not bobble and take a chance <laughs> of it falling on the floor. We
4: save the grilling for Meat Friday around 4th. <laughs> That's all the grilling I need. <laughs> what are you what are you grilling today, Todd? Hooking up from Todd Fritz today <laughs> early on the Traeger Meat Thursday.
3: How about we take a break? Is that okay, Todd?
5: Your show. This, this is I guess about the right time to take a break. Okay. to mm-hmm. take a break here.
3: We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what?
1: does this movie
3: still hold up did it ever hold up footloose with kevin bacon yeah paul
1: so if you took it to like a a local high school and they had no idea the backstory you just had hit play yeah how would it be received yeah (sighs)
3: because you're going wait they're not allowed to dance nope they're not allowed to and then his girlfriend's dad is a preacher and, uh,
4: that he, he thinks bad things happen when you dance. That movie is like a tourism ad for me. Like come live here. No one dances. Perfect.
3: I They were recruiting us. Like you just go here and like nobody will ever force you to dance. Oh.
4: Ah, sign me up.
3: Yeah. When you get to when you go to a wedding reception, uh, you never have to you dance. get a the finger yeah. from somebody. Oh, it, oh it, crap. And it's always like a, an older, like an aunt or somebody that it's going. Come on, you. Let's. We're gonna dance. And when oh, you're yeah. like, no, no, I don't think uh, so.
4: Yeah, yeah, Paul.
1: So, C would have been one of the bad guys in Footloose, giving Kevin Bacon's character a hard time because he wants to ensure that we never dance in this time.
4: Yeah. We're not going to dance. Yeah, it'd be like, you know, standing there with a baseball bat in front of his car. Yeah, his Volkswagen.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Sean Penn's brother, Chris Penn's in there. Lori Singer had uh, a starring role there. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, John Lithgow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, star-studded Kevin Bacon. And poor Kevin Bacon. Every wedding reception he goes to. They have to have him come out there and come on, Kevin. Would you do the footloose dance?
4: Those are his least favorite chords in music. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: crap.
4: Yeah. He's like, uh, hon, I'm going to go get a
3: drink. Yeah. When that comes on at a wedding reception, and plus you're going to play it. If Kevin Bacon goes to the wedding reception, you're going to have the DJ play this. Have half,
4: half to. Just gets that uncomfortable smile Uh, on his face. He looks at his wife. They're uh, doing uh, it. They're
3: doing it to me. Oh,
4: crap. Uh,
3: (laughs) Let's sneak out the back. By the way, I saw that uh, Lionel Messi could earn up to $400 million a year playing soccer in Saudi Arabia. That's so stupid. Yeah. What is he? Is he 35? Something like that. And, uh, you know, Ronaldo went there. I don't
4: know what he's making. A couple of hundred million dollars. The bargain price of 200. Yeah, 200 million. Which is just a direct insult now. They're going to double that for Messi? Uh, This according to
3: The Telegraph. And uh, let me see. Anything else in here? (laughs) So he got suspended by uh, PSG because he took an unauthorized trip to Saudi Arabia. I guess he's a tourism ambassador for Saudi Arabia. But the um, I did not know this. The Saudi pro league attendance has almost doubled in a year and conversations about the league on social media amongst women and girls since Ronaldo's arrival,
4: are up 237%. They had all of these numbers when <laughs> Ronaldo left Real Madrid for Juventus. They have all of these things where, like, Syria attendance went up. Like, their Instagram went from, like, a million people to 45 million people. Like, all of it. Like, just his presence alone lifted the entire league. It's crazy. I guess the Saudis can justify $400 million. Nobody can. That Well, with... Their budget. I know. I know they don't have a salary. There's no there's just no (laughs) real. It's 400 million. They have to overpay. And you know what else is funny, too, is that so PSG doesn't he doesn't want to be there anymore. So he's either going to go to say PSG for uh, excuse me to Saudi Arabia for 400 million a year or he's going to take a 75 percent pay cut just to go back to Barcelona. Mm. It's like those are basically the two main options. Well, he
3: can always come to the United States. He, oh, yeah, he could do
4: that too.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah, Paul.
1: Look at the effect of the Saudi Arabia's uh, putting their toes into sports. Their soccer, they took uh, Ronaldo. He basically is off the map now. You can't see him play. You can't find his games live anywhere worldwide if they took Messi. And then the Live Tour took uh, a good chunk of the good players from the PGA Tour. And now you don't see those you don't guys see play them either. Yeah. It's almost like, I, I don't know how what you call it, but they're like hoarding athletes.
3: Yeah, It's like buying artwork and then nobody gets to see the yeah. art. It's like, uh, no, I'm going to put it in my house, not in a gallery. Hmm. We'll put it on the CW. That There you'll see it. I stumbled upon the Live Tour a couple of weeks ago. You did? Yeah, I did. Was it like seeing a unicorn? No, I was like, like whoa! What? Oh, oh, there's music, guys in show. Oh, this is Live Tour. Okay. And then I started watching it for a little while and, you know, I can only watch Taylor Gooch for so long before, Uh-oh. but he's actually won a couple of times. Taylor Gooch. Yes, yes, Paul. Yeah,
1: the Live Tour is kind of, uh, their, their tour is really kicking up this month. They're in Tulsa, D.C., and mm. they're in Spain, London, and then uh, Greenbrier down in West Virginia okay. over the next couple of months. All right.
3: Well, they're growing the game. That's what they keep telling us. They're growing the game. Uh, Colin in Iowa joining us on the program. Good morning, Colin. What's on your mind? A D P six one two forty. Okay. Hey, I had one to make uh Seton's friend duty feel better when I was in uh, about I was about twelve or thirteen and our band teacher's name was Mr. Nicewanger. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Nicewanger passion bucket for his wife. Wait, Mr. So. Nicewanger? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Nicewanger. <laughs> Yes, Paul. Yeah, that's German for nice wanger. Hey, nice wanger. Nice wanger. <laughs> nice wanger. wanger. <laughs> Umlaut. Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> Helmut the nice wanger. We, we kept saying that this morning. Leon Dreisaitl. Leon <laughs> He had all four of Edmonton's goals, but that wasn't enough. The fifth player in the last 55 years. This is one of those where you go, he's just the fifth player in the last 55 years to score four more goals while counting for all of his team's scoring, and the second player in the last two days to do it, Joe Pavelski. So you got Connor McDavid and you got Leon Dreisaitl on the same team, and they're considered, what, two of the top five players
1: in the sport? McDavid's no doubt locked one, but a lot of people have Dreisaitl as two, three, four. Okay.
3: When's the last time you had two teammates who were considered the two best in their sport? Like Shaq and Kobe, you could make an argument when they were together. Two best players.
1: You you could. For four straight years, Shaq and Kobe together were both first team All-NBA.
3: All right. Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, could you make a case they were 1-2, maybe at their peak? No doubt. All right. Anybody else come to mind, teammates, that they were the Two best players in the sport. Yes, Todd.
5: Anybody from like those legendary Yankee days where you would take two of those? from
3: Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
5: Make the
1: argument.
3: Thank you, Todd. (laughs) Anybody else that you think of? Any other sport? Yeah, Paul.
1: Were Duncan and Robinson ever at their peaks together, or did they kind of overlap a little bit? Like when Duncan, when Robinson hurt his back. But they weren't the two best players. No. No. They're in the neck of the woods, though. Yeah. Well,
3: They were there when Shaq and Kobe were there. Like, Pippen wasn't anywhere near the second best player in the NBA. Yes, Marv?
6: What about Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent won an MVP. I don't know if it was for a long stretch of time, but was he considered the second best player in the game? I'm not sure.
4: No. I don't think so. Um, Did, like, Randy Johnson and A-Rod ever play together? Like, the, where, when they were both... In Seattle? Oh, yeah, in Seattle, where they were both really at the top. So, I don't know. You know, everybody takes dips or whatever. Well, but yeah, for a while, Randy Johnson was just Ken Griffey his. Jr. and A-Rod were together in Seattle. But I don't think
3: A-Rod was A-Rod. He wasn't that yet. Yeah, mm. yeah, Paul.
1: In 84, Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were both first team All-NBA. All right. Now, there's Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, Bernard King, but that's... An argument can be made the two best players were on the same team. It was as Magic was hitting. Well, his Magic,
3: peak. you could say, but he, but Kareem wasn't better than Bird back then. No, no. Because Bird had won the MVP. What eighty four, eighty five, age six, right? I think. Yeah. So I, Kareem wouldn't have been there. Um, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, maybe. Yes. Yes. More Gretzky, Messier. Yeah. Yeah, Yager Lemieux. Yep, maybe. Okay, Messier and and Gretzky. I could certainly see that. Yeah, Paul.
1: In football, I don't know, but you said Montana Rice. Uh, I don't know if it would work, but Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, best at their position. I, I, th- I, Kelsey, I'm a big fan, but like,
3: yeah, but he's he wouldn't be on the list of the best players in the sport. Best tight end, yes, but. I don't even know if he's gotten m v p votes before, but well, that's usually quarterback anyway, running back uh let me get a couple of uh phone calls in here, Sean in California. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. how are you great Sean good uh five ten one eighty right.
4: I gotta say I've been uh love of the toilet humor today um mm. before we flesh the topic down the toilet though mm. uh Patrick Duty, Seton's friend, uh, sounds like he's got a pretty sweet gig doing some part-time color analyst work. But uh, if you ever got into music, I did have a suggestion for a stage name. He could go by P. Duty.
3: P. Duty, okay. Instead of P. So Diddy. P. Diddy, but P. Duty. Yeah, yeah. P. Duty. Yeah, and it's a big wind up there. Yeah, big wind up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seton's uh, poor friend who's listening to the show as Seton mentions his
4: last name is Duty in the first hour. Mm. Yeah, he does uh like play-by-play for Big 10 soccer. Oh, he does? It, yeah, he was like a, a professional soccer player. He played for the Chicago Fire Oh, Yeah, he's a pretty well-known guy. Uh, yeah, so he um <laughs> Yeah, he's not really keeping like an anonymous name. And if, I'm sure if he had Not anymore. was interested in in uh changing his name. I'm sure that he would have at some point, but I think I think once you're you know, once your dad gives you the pep talk of like, son, this is life as a duty. <laughs> you you owe it to your dad to carry on. Comes from a long line of duties. Yeah. Long
3: line, yeah. Okay, but do you embrace it sort of like when Chris Webber called the timeout and then he <laughs> started his charity organization called Timeout. Right. Does does duty
4: have like duty free does does he does he embrace? Like do they have like a bad play that in every game, and yeah. it's like the duty moment or something. Something. And it's like, oh, this they want that one back. Yeah. See, this is where I'm going to get, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be doing this, I don't I'm sorry, I'm sorry I shouldn't be doing I it. I like how I lead Seton down
3: this slippery slope. I don't <laughs> And he's I don't. like, I, 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 I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu joins us. Hi, Ryan, what's on your mind today? <laughs> Aloha Dan. May and the, May the fourth, fourth be with you. Be with you. <laughs> Is that your... I got some Star Wars <laughs> sports things for you. All
2: right. Kobe Bryant Kenobi. Alright. How about Wookie Bets? <laughs> we got Mickey Mandalorian. <laughs> Alright.
3: That's a little better.
2: <laughs> Free puppy doop boop. RG32. <laughs> okay. All How right. about the Buffalo Lightsabers? All right. Bart Death Star. Okay. San Diego Padre, Juan Soto.
3: Okay. It would probably help if I actually cared about Star Wars, but continue, Ryan. hee The umpire <laughs> strikes
5: back! <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You walk off, Dan.
3: Oh, okay. There we go. You walk off. Thank you, Ryan. Right. Uh, uh, would you say that Otani and Mike Trout are the two best players in baseball? Right? You'd say that, or you—you you could certainly make
4: an—you could make an argument there. Somebody just said um, Brett Favre and Reggie White. Hmm. Different sides of the ball, okay. but both probably the best.
3: Todd, do you want to do your Star Wars since it's the May 4th? May, may, the, may the 4th be with you. <laughs> I, was,
5: I was thinking CP-3PO. And I had Yoda, Berra, and Storm Davis troopers.
3: Okay. Nobody knows who Storm Davis is, but... Uh,
5: CP-3PO.
3: Yeah, yeah. You, got, you actually have somebody who's actually playing now. he, Luke Skywalker? Yes, Paul.
1: Ryan in Honolulu being a big Star Wars fan is the least surprising <laughs> thing of all time.
3: Steve in Michigan. Hi, Steve. Hi, hi. Uh, long, long time
5: talk to you back when you were doing it with Bill, uh, and I just wanted to mention the flair for baseball that Lemon, who used to be a Tiger, flipped his glove and would single handedly catch it in his glove, and it went off his face.
3: Hmm. Okay. Well, we were talking about players with flair. Ricky Henderson had that little snap when he would catch. Bonds did it as well. Willie Mays had the basket catch, um, and even the bat flip. I, I, I'm kind of coming around to it that I'm okay with it, but but then you should allow the pitcher to be demonstrative to the hitter because it feels like we let the hitter pose, take his time. But if a if a pitcher now. If a pitcher buzzes the tower, then I got a problem with that. But if a pitcher strikes you out, is he allowed to show personality? And it seems like the hitters have a problem with that. Yeah, Paul.
1: Who did Tampa play last night? I didn't see. I saw the Wander Franco high. If you were the opposing pitcher and you're going to the mound after Wander Franco did that to one of your teammates, would you consider just giving him one? It's almost baseball rules that you defend your teammates. Well,
3: then I don't understand this whole stupid, unwritten rule. But uh, I, Because, okay, explain to me. Guy hits a home run. Next guy hits a home run. The next guy who comes up gets hit by the pitcher. What the hell did
4: he do? But that's an unwritten rule. Yes, Yeah, but it's like, it's it's just when uh, somebody gets fouled at one end and then the next end, whoever uh, at the other end of the court, you got to put that dude down. You know what I mean? Like you're just coming to bat for your... Yeah, but the guy who
3: got the guy who got hit didn't do anything the two guys who hit home runs did their job yeah. you didn't do your job because you didn't do your job now i get hit that i don't understand that unwritten rule and apparently neither do you guys
1: well i i don't it's not i don't understand it. it's a, that's how baseball usually does like you would have I but, would have but i surprised. don't
3: understand why they
1: do that yeah
3: um like, you failed and therefore, I pay the price because you failed.
1: It's like a tradition. They don't know where it came from, and everyone just buys in the tradition. Group. How about you strike the guy out? How about you do your job? It might be easier to
3: hit yeah. him. Yeah, but why don't I just hit him? <laughs> <laughs> That'd feel pretty good, too. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learned. What happened to this show today? Everything. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
5: Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Pauly and Tony Fusco Show. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your
1: priorities straight.
5: Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already.
2: I don't care. Listen to it again.
5: Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, Thank you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that. And uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm looking at all the things we learned today. Dylan Brooks will still, under no circumstances, be back with the Memphis Grizzlies. If your last name is spelled W-E-I-N-E-R, would you rather be Weiner or (laughs) Weiner? Stinks to have the last name, duty. John Calipari doesn't want to talk about NIL. Uh, no one had a better three-year period than Larry Bird did. That's a lot so far, and we still got ten minutes to go on this program. Last uh, last call for phone calls. Does anybody have the Lakers winning tonight? They're getting six points in San Francisco. Any takers? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, Final results of the poll question there, Seton. Wanda Franco's flip last night was too cool or too much? 60% say... Too cool. Too cool, yeah.
3: Okay. Mm All right. I like that. Uh, This day in sports history, Paulie, what do you you
1: have? 1929, Lou Gehrig hits three consecutive home runs in a game. (laughs) Too soon. 1984, Dave Kingman of the Cubs at the time hit a fly ball that got stuck in the ceiling of the Metrodome. Which is ironic because we were talking about the drone at the NBA games and will a, a ball ever hit it. Kingman got a double. Ground rule double? Ground rule double.
3: Hit it into uh, the Metrodome, the uh, the roof.
1: This was a big one at the time, real big one. 1993, Dale Hunter of the Caps was suspended 21 game for a blindside check of Pierre Turgeon of the New York Islanders. Yeah. Uh, game on April 8th. I think it was a playoff game. Charles Barkley in a playoff game scored 56 points, 38 in the first half against the Golden State Warriors. That was 1994 for Chuck Wagon. Okay. There it is.
3: Also on this day in 1975, the one millionth run was scored in Major League Baseball. And the interesting part of this was it was a big deal. Who was going to be the person who scored the one millionth run in baseball history? Bob Watson, who later worked for Major League Baseball, he scored on a home run by a teammate, Milt May. So he's rounding the bases and running as fast as he can. Because he didn't know what's happening elsewhere in baseball that night. Davey Concepcion of the Reds hit a home run around the same time. But Bob Watson was already on base. So Bob Watson sprinted around seconds before Davey Concepcion scored on his home run. He he scored the one millionth and one run in baseball history. But Bob Watson is credited for the one millionth run. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's all we have.
1: Yeah, Paul? You know, something that bothers me sometimes, there's, there's athletes seat. in history that, that don't get enough credit. I don't <laughs> know if they don't get enough credit, but they won't re- remember by history. Davey Concepcion, you grew up on him. You know how great he was for mm-hmm. the Reds. Mm-hmm. A guy like him I don't think will be talked about years from now. He was one of the more entertaining. He was entertaining at his I position. thought he was a Hall
3: of Famer. And he also is the first player who used the AstroTurf As a weapon, when you when he would be deep in the hole, he would throw and it would ricochet off the turf and then it would go to the first baseman. So it would be Dan Dreesen at first or uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Lee May and he'd be playing first. But Davey Concepcion was an athletic shortstop. Good hitter, not a great hitter, good hitter but probably had more range than anybody at the time. But he would he would bounce it off the turf like a one-hopper, and he would do it on purpose. Yeah, Paul? It,
1: it is the Hall of Fame. Not It's not just the Hall of Stats. David Concepcion, when I was a kid, seemed like a superstar. He was a nine-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove. He was just overshadowed on the Reds. But, you know, guys from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were not first-ballot Hall of Famers, get to the Hall of Fame by being good with the Steelers for, during the run. Yeah, but
3: if you look at the Reds, you had Bench. Perez, Morgan, Rose. Those are all Hall of Famers. And then I don't know if they go, well, can we award more players from the Cincinnati Reds?
1: The the Steelers, all their guys got in. Just about all of them. It seems like all of them. I bet there's like nine guys from that Steelers run.
3: I don't know if a couple of the guys on the defensive line got in. You know, Mean Joe Green got in. I don't know if some of the other guys got in. You had a couple of linebackers who got in. Lambert. Uh, did it, I don't think Andy Russell
1: got in. Mel Blunt, Lambert, uh, Jack Hamm, Franco Harris, a uh, couple other guys on their defense. Donnie Shell got in. I, he was Donnie Shell didn't start. Y- yeah, and, and David Concepcion was a sure thing for a decade. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was surprised he didn't get more mo- momentum there but uh and and plus the position has changed where we're looking for offensive numbers back then it wasn't that important that was a, an added bonus if your shortstop hit over 250 that was a bonus like Ozzy smith you know Ozzie had flair and a couple of big hits and and played for a team that won and uh you know it was a hall of famer and and rightfully so but davey concepcion to me was ahead of his time but not going to get into the hall of fame uh baker in montana hey bake Hey there, DP. Hey, guys. Um, A real quick example of this that I think
4: was beautiful. Now, granted, I'm a Braves fan, so I'm biased. But 10 years ago, Carlos Gomez hits a home run, flips the bat, and he starts barking at the pitcher, and he doesn't stop. And as he's rounding first base, Freddie Freeman tells him to shut up. He doesn't shut up. He keeps barking. And between third
3: base and home plate, Brian McCann meets him on the base path, and he doesn't (laughs) let him touch
2: touch the plate. He never does touch the plate. It was beautiful.
3: Yeah, yeah, Brian McCann. He was like the night watchman. He, you know, If he had a problem, he was going to let you know. Yes, Marv. He was the
6: hall monitor in school.
3: Yeah. And
6: he would definitely tell the assistant principal. He would argue. you. You know, I saw Marvin out there. Yeah, yeah. Damn, man. I thought you were my boy.
3: Yeah. You, you know, I saw Marvin out there smoking.
6: On oh, if I was smoking, I was just trying to
3: get oh, a girl that okay. I had Seton, no business getting. Seton might have been smoking. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaking a heater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going to the bathroom.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah why did you why did they smoke in the bathroom because you couldn't smoke in the hallway I know, but you'd go outside no nah, you couldn't go outside nah. during school i would rather take my chance smoking a heater outside than I would in the bathroom you know when my I think when my brother and sister were in high school you could go outside and smoke and then, but then by the time I got to high school you weren't allowed to anymore, but before school before that like homeroom bell yeah. rang yeah. they Uh, You weren't allowed to smoke on school grounds, so everybody was across the street. And there was just (laughs) dozens of kids lined across the street smoking cigarettes right up until that bell rang. Uh, Let's see. What did you learn, Todd? John
3: Calipari
5: doesn't doesn't get into NIL conversations with his players because you don't trip over nickels when you're on your way from Kentucky to an NBA max contract.
4: Seton O'Connor. We learned how uh, he became the white mama, White white (laughs) mamba. Brian Scalabrini. Marvin. You and Scal are both the White Mamba. Yes. Pauly? We love some Wander Franco.
3: Discover credit cards. They double all the cash back you've earned. Everything from trips and restaurants, all doubled. See terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. I'm exhausted after today. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.